poetry and video games. These are two worlds that don't often collide. But guys, I've got a great treat for you today. I've had a really great chat with Stephen Sexton, a real up-and-coming poet, and he has written a brand new book called If All the World and Love Were Young. He has written a poem for every level in the classic Super Mario world. Now, Stephen shares some really great personal stories about how this book came about, his love for the game, and it's just a brilliant chat. So guys, enjoy. Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. So welcome back to the Arcade Attack podcast. Uh, I'm delighted. We've got a really special guest today with us, uh, Stephen Sexton, uh, a really up-and-coming poet. Uh, and poetry and video games, you don't usually hear that together, but I've got a really interesting story. I'm, I'm sure, Stephen, we're going to learn a lot more about your, your upcoming book, and I, I'm really looking forward to our chat, actually. So thank you for your time today. I'm delighted, Adrian. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, before we talk about uh, your book and poetry, I'd love to start about actually it does kind of tie in actually but i'd love to know how what were your earliest and fondest memories of playing video games growing up oh there were loads of them i mean i remember the the first time i think i saw a a nintendo um rather than even the super nintendo which is my favorite yeah. um it was someone playing uh playing you know playing mario one of the early marios i remember not being able to leap over a particular gap because i you know childhood self couldn't work out that you're supposed to run at the same time as jumping so you know yeah. i had a wall that i just never never got over but uh, I, I remember getting a Super Nintendo. I remember it was a Friday night. Uh, you know, I was about seven years old. And through a kind of sheer force of enthusiasm, installed the whole thing myself without the instructions. I don't know. I don't know how you do this. Um, and, you know, just from there, uh, utter, utter thrills. You know, I I guess the, the fondest memories are... You know, playing games with with my brother, playing um, playing the Mario games, playing Street Fighter. Um, I mean, we still play the original Mario Kart. I didn't really, I don't really believe in the third dimension. If you don't mind me saying, <laughs> I don't want to offend any enthusiasts of the Nintendo sixty four there. But yeah, um, you know, we we played uh, the the original Mario Kart um, as recently as about two Sundays ago. And you know, I don't know if you have siblings that you've done this with, but uh, things get heated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they they get tough, um, and and they still do. I assure you. Oh, I can't deny. Look, we're we're a retro gaming podcast. We love the SNES, um, and I love Mario Kart, the original. There's something very special about it, isn't it? But. <laughs> Those red shells, though, just when you're about to... <laughs> you know, it's got to the point where, you know, my, my brother's invoking some global conspiracy to explain how I get the red shells from time to time or more often <laughs> than he does. Um, it's, oh, it's infuriating, you know. Um, but, you know, you got to get better with the banana skins. you got to get... you got to up your game with the green shells. Um, can't just rely on those red ones. Um, Brilliant. The, the true art might be in the, the other weapons, right? I, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, so proper SNES, so proper Nintendo fan SNES. That's brilliant. Okay, a lot of the people in our case are more sort of Mega Drive, Sega. But I, you know, right. we still we still do love the Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. Um, when when did you first realize? When did you start loving poetry? Though completely other sort of medium. But sure. when when did you first get into that? And do you remember? Do you remember the first ever poem you ever wrote? 
I do, yeah. I mean, I, I, at primary school, I remember we were asked to to write a poem of some kind. Um, I, I don't really know what the point was because I can't imagine, you know, many many of us had any real skills or anything to say. But uh, you know, I wrote some some rhyming poem that was about a a mayfly um, because I'd read in some child's encyclopedia or something about the fact they have a really short lifespan. And clearly, as a gloomy child that I must have been, this really interested me. So. So I wrote this sort of strange four line, eight line poem uh, about a mayfly. Um, but I sort of, you know, that was the first time I did it a lot more when I was a teenager, when I had more feelings than than sense or certainly skill, as maybe some people can can sympathize with. Um, and, you know, just just had feelings for, for a long time. But it wasn't until I got a bit um, a bit older, I went to university, I studied a bit more, found some people who uh, were you know writing things that were contemporary. Um, and that's when I, I suppose I started taking it a little more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I mean, video games has crossed many medias in the past. I'm talking music, animation, films. Um but poetry and gaming, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there doesn't seem to be loads of examples that they sort of cross paths. And it, I find it really fascinating that you, you even thought that you could mix these ideas together. I mean, yeah. when, when did you get the initial idea? Was it like a spark moment, like a light bulb moment? You thought, hang on a minute, I can sort of talk about my two sort of loves here. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I was I was writing a lot of, I guess there's, there's a genre of poems that um, would take a painting or a photograph or you know a, a visual image mm. as its as its subject and try to use language to describe that and, and there are loads of problems with that because a painting is much better at being itself than a piece of writing about that painting is you know it doesn't it doesn't really work it always kind of feels yeah and um but nevertheless you know it's it's kind of fun to do this but i i you know i, I got a little bored of this kind of poem thought you know what else is a, an image i guess a video game's an image um you know maybe i could write about that maybe there's a way to to do that um and to be honest, I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit of a joke. Um, I mean, I don't believe this, and I'm, I'm sure you don't either. But sometimes I get the impression that there's uh, a lot of people who might not take video games as seriously as you or I might. Mm, yeah. I, I, and again, I don't know if you agree necessarily, but some people have the the opinion that, that poetry is a, a very serious art form. It's a very... Um, it seems to possess a kind of sophistication that um, is a little exclusive or something like that. I don't agree with that either. But I thought, you know, why not? Why not bring these two things together? The the one that some people might find kind of silly, even though they shouldn't, and the one that people think is really serious. Again, I don't think they should. What happens if you if you throw those two together? What uh, what could happen? Um, so I thought it was kind of a joke I, I, that I would write a poem for every single level of the <laughs> art world. Um, and like, you get this thing, I'm sure, that, um, you know, that urge towards completeness. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, you know, I must have, I must get all of them. I must do all of them. Um, so it was never an idea that I might start with one. Um, I knew I had, if I was going to do this at all, I had to have all 72 levels or yeah. all nine exits in whatever way that's possible. Um, I needed I wanted all of it. I needed to have every single one. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, we'll talk more about your book in a minute, but I'd love to know a little bit of, of your career before leading up to this. I think it's your debut. Is it your debut collection of novels being published? Is that right? How? This, yeah, this is, the, this is the first book as such, yeah. 
but you've I've, again I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to give you a big head and stuff Stephen but you, you've been quoted as the next great poet in Ireland and you've, there's yeah. lots of media attention behind you at the moment what, what what led you to this point before before the book what have you been doing to get your sort of name out there well, I mean, I guess, as I said earlier, you know, I, I started taking things seriously at university. So I did a creative writing MA. I mean, I live um, I live in, in Derry, actually, in, in the northwest of Ireland, but yep. in uh, Queens, in Belfast, Queens University there is where I teach. And I did a, a master's degree there in creative writing. That's when things started getting kind of serious, I guess, when I was thinking seriously about this. Um, so I finished that in 2012. I you know, kept writing poems, trying to get them published places, um, I guess, as one does. In 2014, I, I published a little pamphlet of poems, um, which the way I like to think of it is uh, if uh, if a book of poems is, is the album, the pamphlet of poems is the EP. Um, mm. So I had my, my EP as such in 2014. Um, you know, it's kind of, you know, I guess a trial. Um, so I started writing this book, I think, in 2015. Uh, it's taken, taken a while. Um, but, you know, just kind of slowly building on things, trying to publish poems in various places, um, never consciously trying to establish a, you know, a reputation or anything like that. Um, just trying to write a, a good poem. Um, and I feel really, really fortunate that uh, that this book is now happening um, and will be published very soon. I, I mean, I've got a copy now. I've got an advanced copy. It's, I, I, actually, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Seen poetry is not an area I've been really into before, but I've really I, enjoyed. I've really enjoyed it, and I, I do. I love. Just to make it really clear to our listeners. So you've got a poem for every single level in Super Mario World, the SNES classic, arguably the best SNES game ever made. And I, I mean that. I don't want to argue. I agree. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot of people would. It's. It's actually for some people like the best game ever made it, is, it always makes sort of top 10 games of all time kind of lists um i mean it's a great i, I mean it's a great idea and I'd, I'd love to know when when you first thought i could do this i mean i know you kind of hinted earlier but when did you first realize that yep i'm going to base it all on this one game i'm not going to go to other other nintendo games possibly i'm going to stick to one when did it when do you think to yourself this is definitely going to happen it's got to be this one um you know, it's I, I I think it's a perfect video game. Uh, I think there there are plenty that are plenty of video games that are really good. I mean, for instance, again, I don't want to offend anybody, but Super Super Mario Brothers three, mm. I think, is a marvelous game. I don't think it's perfect though. I think you know, I think there, you know, it just it just doesn't have that that wonderful roundedness that Super, yeah. that Super Mario World does for me. Um, but I sort of I wanted to praise it, like I wanted to write. You know, this Super Mario World does not need poems about it. Um, to establish its uh, its place in history, mm. but you know, I want I wanted to praise it in another way that I thought maybe it hadn't been praised before. Um, but mostly, I like I like the challenge of, of trying to find a way to to describe it as kind of as completely as I I could um, in language. So I mean, one thing that you'll know, of course, is that the Super Nintendo is a sixteen bit console. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know a great amount about the, the technical aspects of this, but as I understand it in a very unsophisticated way, um, that's the amount of information the processor could handle. Is that is that a fair enough way? of Yeah, thinking? I think yeah. That's, that's spot on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had to try to deal with that. And the way that I decided to do it is to make every single line in this book uh, 16 syllables long. So it's oh. um, so it's got this it's got this you know I guess you can you can see the the how it looks on the page but most oh. of them are quite square looking you know they have that blockiness to them 
Um, and I wanted to try and get this, get something of this pixelated feel, you know, that it was sort of, the, I guess that the processor was happening, you know, that each, that the line was working, um, that each line of this poem was kind of working like a cycle of the processor, that it was, uh, you know, you, you go to one cycle, then you move down a line, one cycle, move down a line. And uh, yeah, trying to, trying to do that. So I guess the idea that the, each line in this is kind of working like the way data or memory is coded into the into the game uh-huh. um, so that was kind of fun you know to try to do that to and, and to try to make it feel a little bit um, like the game to make it feel kind of blocky to make it feel kind of dazzling sometimes or kind of busy almost um, so that was a lot of fun to, to try to find these ways of of not just describing what's on the screen, but trying as best I could to make the language feel like the experience of the game. Oh, that's great. I'm just I'm flicking through now. I didn't actually cl- uh, click oh, on me oh. earlier. Um, that's a brilliant little... Wow, that adds a certainly another dimension to it. Was there any lines that you've really struggled to get to 16 that you thought, oh, I'm not going to... Maybe I'll just cheat and do like a 14. No, there no. must be cheating. No cheating. No <laughs> cheating. No, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, don't know much about the, the, the equipment, but I imagine if you... If the if the the programmers cheated in Super Mario World, it might collapse at some point. I don't know, oh, wow. um, but you know, sixteen isn't as hard as you would think. It, as much you know, if you were working with five syllables at a time, um, you know, then you're really a words you use. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, for instance, um, the title of the book, which is a bit of a, a strange title, it comes from a you know a sixteenth century poem or thereabouts. Um, you know, it's a, it's it's eight syllables long, um, so it's exactly half of the standard. Uh, length of the line if all the world and love were young so that's but they're all one syllable words so that's kind of easy um if you try and do you know fit in a word like perpendicular which i think i do somewhere towards the start um or perpendicularity yeah how many is that that's loads um you know you're sort of limited by by the ways in in which you can do that if you're going to use um longer words but then again you need variety so you have to um so it's a it was difficult at some times and i'm sure there were versions of this i had to cut um or i had to change mm. um but 16 isn't isn't too hard um but uh, it's still a little bit of a challenge to to make it feel right i'm uh <laughs> i'm looking forward to your 64 yeah i see for mario 64 <laughs> as i said i don't want to i don't want to make any enemies but i you know i can't do the can't do the third dimension so <laughs> the 64 uh the 64 syllable line is might be for somebody else it's very clever it's very clever. um steven i don't want to bring up sort of the past too much i know it's it's but i think it's fair to well correct me if i'm wrong this book is dedicated to your mom is that correct that's absolutely right yes yeah. um, it's not uh, not entirely a book about uh, about super mario world yeah it's it's um i i believe again i Please tell me to stop if I'm talking rubbish, but she obviously, well, she passed away when you were young. And is it fair to say during that tough period, you, you sort of put yourself into video games? And could you, do you mind reflecting back on that time and how maybe that helped with this book? Not, so not at all. No, I mean, so, she, you know, she died when uh, in 2012. So not that long ago. And, you know, I was very much an, an adult by then. But so there was this this kind of surprising thing that that surprised me, which I, I you know I hope part of this is still still present in the book a little bit. You know, I started writing this book because I thought, as I said, it would be kind of funny to write a book about Super Mario World. But when I started doing that, you know, I was looking. So you might remember the the very first level, if we can call it that, um, is uh, is Yoshi's house. So you're oh, sort yeah. of 
around for the, the game as proper to start. And I was sort of looking at that and thinking, you know, what kind of tree is that? What's that What's that red berry in that tree up there? Um, how can I describe that? And then thinking, oh, well, when we grew up, we had a holly tree in the in the garden um, that, you know, has little red berries on it. So as soon as I started thinking about where, you know, me and my brother grew up, um, as soon as I started thinking about that, I started thinking about my childhood. And when I started thinking about my childhood, I started thinking about my mother. And this then this started to creep in. And I realized at some point, much to my surprise and, and you know, not what I had planned, um, I, I realized that maybe this isn't just a book about Super Mario World. Maybe that was uh, maybe that was the thing that allowed me to to talk about her dying, mm. um, which, you know, was was not was not my plan. Um, but it, it's become then this book that um, is trying to describe in in as close detail as it can all these levels. Um, and then this other story starts to creep into it. This, yeah. this sense of the sense of loss, this other story that um, sort of insists that it should be talked about, too. Um, and it's you know it seemed like there was a space for it um, that it could it could come through, um, which you know believe me it's, it was surprising at the time to to find that I was I was actually writing about that I was actually writing about uh, her dad. Yeah. Um, well, no, I appreciate appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, what I know it's an impossible question, really, but what do you think your mum would think about your book and your success in, in as a poet and um, yeah. and the book you're about to release? I mean that's that that's that's one of the hardest things about it. Um, I mean even until recently, um, you know, because this you know this book's going to be published very soon, and you know I've obviously been thinking about the various people I know and uh, what they're going to think about uh, about this. And uh, even until quite recently, I was thinking, you know, what what's she going to think about this anyway? And then I sort of remembered, oh wait. Uh, that can't happen. I can't show her this book, yeah. and that—that's a very, you know, that's a very sad thing to to kind of realize. Um, and that, you know, that's that's the thing. I guess there's there's this sense of of loss. There are things that I can't have back. You know, I can't I can't have the first experience of this video game back again. Mm. Um, I can't have her back again. But you try really really hard to 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 make a book do something else um, that it might come to stand. Um, not for them completely, but it, it it at least keeps the memory going. You know, it keeps uh, my experience yeah. of the game there. It keeps my memory of her there. Um, and by forcing these two things to to exist in the one book, um, I, I keep them going. Uh, I think is I think is what I'm trying to do. Good on you. Now, good on you. Um, back to Super Mario World. As I kind of hinted earlier, we we you know, I I did have a snares a bit later on. Uh, and it's one that it, Super Mario was uh, for me one of the best games on the system. We we a lot of us like like the Mega Drive and so forth. But I have to say, Super Mario World is a classic, arguably one of the best platformers ever. Why? It kind of hinted earlier. Why do you think? And why why did the game resonate with you so much? And why do you think it's still so popular and so well loved even today? Yeah, I've been thinking about what that is, and you know, I I definitely um, have seen the same lists that that you've seen, and almost every time, you know, it's in it's certainly in the top ten, right, of, mm. of best games of of all time. And I, I wonder what it is. Um, when I think of it, I think of how colourful it is. I think of this kind of strange world that you get to go on an adventure in. Um, it's an other world. Um, I mean, the thing that should absolutely not be forgotten, I suppose, is is the music, which is utterly outstanding. I mean, I, I feel a kind of shiver on my spine just thinking about that first little yeah. uh, blast um, that comes up on the, the opening screen. Um, 
But also, I mean, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, it took me many years to actually complete it, to get all 96 uh, secret exits. There was one of them that I just could not find. Um, and, you know, this this was a long time before I could ask Google to help me with it. Um, so for sure. for 12 years, probably, um, <laughs> there was there was one that I couldn't uh, I just couldn't find. It was is it Butter Bridge, something like that? There's one that descends from one of the bridges uh, down into the down into the little sea, I guess. Um, just could not find it. Um, so I always had a sense of wanting to come back to it and mm. want to, to relive it. Um, I mean, one of the things that I find myself doing is. You know, I figure if I'm if I'm writing a book about Super Mario World, I should try to find as much information about it as possible. And yep. one of the things I came across was, you know, some interviews with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who uh, I guess made the game, uh, among other people. Yep. And he had this thing where he he said that he wanted games to be a destination for play, um, that, that it's a place that children would want to go to. So it's not, I guess, not something that you necessarily just play. Like he sees it as a place to mm. Um, and I think that's how I feel about it. Like it seems like going to a place, going to a um, you know a familiar place that I spent some time in. Um, and I wonder if that's true for for you or for others, or, or maybe for everybody else. This idea of a um, a place that just you know feels familiar, feels warm, feels welcoming, and uh, you want to come back to it. I agree. For me, for me personally, it'd be more. Uh, Hy- Hyrule in the Zelda games, but I completely get what you're saying. You, you almost see yourself in the game. I, I get that, yeah. Yeah, and you get to so. be you get to be yourself, and you get to be Mario, and you get to be neither. And it's this yeah, does this strange thing where you you're you get to be more more than just yourself in some ways. You, yeah. you get various experiences. Brilliant. Oh, that's great. Hey, you summed it up really well. I mean, brilliant. I love that answer. Um. You kind of mentioned it earlier. I think you said you started the book in 2015. That's right. Um, do, do you remember the? Do, did you write the po- the po- the poetry book in chronological order? So you did it level by level. Did, what was the first poet you, poem you wrote for the book? Do you remember? I, I think the first one was was the the first one that's actually in it, and I think it's the one that took um, that that has gone through the least editing, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, I think it was maybe one of the easier ones to to write because. There isn't really any action in it. There's no movement. So that, I guess that's one of the, the difficult things with with how language works and how images work, that, you know, images always stay still um, and language kind of moves around them. Um, so with this video game, you know, you're moving all the time. But in that very first level, you, you don't really get to move. I think maybe you get to move a little bit left and right and then you go out of the level. Um, but I just wanted to describe it as a house and to describe yeah. it as my house. Um, so it was the first one. Um, but it took me, um, I mean, I started it in 2015 and had a very intense summer of what I guess I could call research, right? Of playing Super Mario World. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I the first draft of it I wrote in probably about two months, maybe less, maybe five weeks. Um just intensely going at it, um, where I was enthralled um, and kind of enthralled in the way that I used to get with video games, you know, when I was really young, that, you know, you miss, you, you don't really see time passing. Um, you know, you start at 11 o'clock and then all of a sudden it's dinner time somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, where did that day go? Um, it was kind of like that. And I just, with such intense focus, um, went, you know, went, went after Super Mario World. Um, but since then, various drafts, um, maybe maybe it's been drafted four or five times um, to 
to try to balance these two stories that are happening in it the the version of me who's who's mario and the version of me who's myself who's trying mm-hmm. to deal with with loss um it was difficult to get that balance right because there needs to be enough of one to be true to the game but there has to be enough of the other one for me to be true to myself mm-hmm. so this uh working out that this balance is what took um quite a number of drafts i think Good stuff. Um, did you find yourself replaying a certain level over and over again? And would you almost stop yourself going forward because you're writing the poem for that dedicated level? How, how exactly did it work? Did you, or did you just play the game through a few times? Or I did. Most of them came back to me really quickly. Um, and it's maybe that that idea of a place. You know, I, I if I started them, I knew exactly what was going to happen afterwards. Um but I did play them a lot. Um, I watched a lot of long plays that are so conveniently on uh, on YouTube um, that, you know, you get to view all these things because I, I don't have my Nintendo set up anymore. So, you know, I had to find other means to uh, to play it. Um, and that wasn't as convenient as, as I wanted. Um, so I watched a lot of YouTube videos. And, you know, it's kind of strange to see people do things in a slightly different order than I would, um, which is a, a curious thing, um, because I guess... In some cases, this book could be in a different order. Um, there are different options at, at certain points, um, but it's in this particular order. Um, but uh, but yes, um, I started started at the start and uh, and largely kept going. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so every single level is covered. Did, was there any levels that proved actually? really easy to write i think you mentioned yoshi's house might be maybe the easiest in a way but was there a particular level you found really quite difficult and you thought or really struggling there were a handful you you'll remember uh the star world levels those little puzzle ones um i find those really hard because most of the time they're quite short and not and they're they're really weird um it seems like a different kind of gravity is working in them sometimes um those those were quite difficult um because, I mean, most of the time, as I was saying about uh, Yoshi's Island, there's this sense where, you know, I'll see a tree and a berry on the screen and I'll think, how can I describe this in real world terms? Yep. Um, but it's quite difficult, you know, uh, one of those levels, I can't remember which one, you've got to sort of make that run of boxes go across the giant chasm. Um, it's kind of hard to find a real world equivalent for that. Um, so I think my imagination got a little... Uh, perhaps out of hand uh, with some of those levels, um, because you have to find something, um, certainly with the, the system I'd set up. Um, but those were, I think those were the hardest for me. They were they were really hard. And because they're sort of at that pivot in the game where you're leaving the familiar um, kind of overworld um, and going somewhere stranger, um, it was really important that they worked in some way. But I think those were the, those were the hardest ones. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I'd, I'd love to know, actually, is, Stephen, is there one particular level in Super Mario World you like the most? And and do you think your poem for that particular level does it justice? That's a, I'm really fascinated by that question. I'm, do you know what I'm re- mostly fascinated? I'll tell you in a second, but I'm really fascinated to know if you have one. Do you, do you have a <laughs> favourite one? I, I'll tell you what I liked. Um, I'm just trying to find it now. I'm flicking through. There's one I thought was really cool. Um oh, yeah, it, it was a bit different to the others. Uh, where is it? It was, it was it was laid out quite interestingly. Oh god, I should have bookmarked it. I mean, I mean even the game is there, Do you have a, a particular level that you? Oh, being, um, I found the level of the game hard. <laughs> I don't think I got too far. I think I tell you what I do did enjoy actually. I remember going. I think the, the vanilla domes. They were, they were brilliant. I love that sort of look and feel of those sort of levels. <laughs> Underground stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But I'll tell you what, first, and this is probably the real easy answer to that, my personal favourite for that game is probably the first level, because I still remember seeing that. Um, the colours, the brightness, the trees, the clouds in, in Toys R Us. And sure. I was just blown away just watching people play. I thought, this is it. This, the graphics are incredible. So for me, when I think of Super Mario World, I know it's probably the easy answer, but the first, the first proper level, I'm like, wow, this is, yeah. this is another level to me. Yeah, wow, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah. No, I remember it. I mean, my, my personal favourite level is, uh, is Donut Plains 1, um, which is, I guess, the second world. But it's the, the first time in that game you get to, you get to fly which is uh, such a bizarre and exciting feeling for me. I still um, feel that excitement of what I can fly now. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, that it just being um, such a thrill. Um, so my, my personal favorite is, uh, is Donut Plains 1. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, can't describe my, my excitement for it. Good stuff. No, good stuff. Um, I've, yeah, the, the poem that I liked in your book, I like Cheese Bridge Area. I thought that was quite a really interesting. It's asking questions. I mean, I, I loved the way it was set out. It seemed, you know, it's obviously, I've noticed now, I've still got 16, 16 um, <laughs> words so far. I just like the, the structure of that. Well, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, no, it, that, that's, that's, a, that's one of the kind of weird, there's a couple of weird ones in it. Um, well, so most of them are pretty <laughs> weird, but um, I think that one's pretty weird. Um, I mean, that's an example of you know what? How do I how do I do something with this? How do I describe it? So it it becomes this weird conversation uh, about cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> at, at some point uh, alludes to uh, Donkey Kong, as as maybe you might uh, might have remembered. Um, yeah, it's got the barrels and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, as if as if this is a dream that Mario was having having from some previous life or something. It's kind of and, a, um, Eating too much cheese can give you some crazy dreams, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's uh, that's kind of the the explanation in the poem that I have of why uh, why it's happening like that. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I, like, like I said earlier, poetry is it's not an area I know too well much about. And again, I don't want to patronise our listeners, but maybe there's some that really, you know, are not really into poetry as well. But this, for me, this is a book worth checking out. I, I've actually really enjoyed reading it. I have to say, it's been quite eye opening for me. Okay, Jane, thank you for saying it. I mean, I kind of hope that there might be this, you know, I guess I, I encounter it often um, in, in in lots of ways. You know, there are people who maybe don't care for the video game. Um, there are plenty of people with good reason who, who don't care for, for poems. And it's, I think often it's it's because poems don't really offer people anything, you know, a lot of the time. Um, or there's this sense that they have these, they're full of these hidden meanings or something like that. All I wanted was to write some poems about Super Mario World. And yeah. you know, I mean, how many, how many millions of people have played that game? I mean, it's, it's incredible to me. And I, I would hope that there's this sense of, you know, um, that a poem can contain this, you know, a book yeah. could, could offer this. It, it could be about things that, that you really care about. Um, and I, I kind of hope that could be the case that, um, that there might be there might be people who think oh wait no i know i know what that is i do like that that's yeah that's, that's good um but one hopes you know yeah good on you see now i'm going to put you on the spot a bit now if you don't mind <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to know what your favorite if you've got a personal favorite poem in the book and again you, you can say no but would you be willing to maybe read it out to read it out to our listeners today I will totally, I will totally read you one. I'm trying to think of one that that might give a good explanation of what's what's happening in it. Um, there are a couple that I like um a lot. Um, I mean, I guess the thing that's different about this book to many poetry books is that um, you know, it's quite narrative. There, there's a story going on as there is in the game. Um, most of the time with the book of poems. Um, 
you know, you'll have one poem after the next. They won't necessarily have anything in common with each other or any connection. Um, but in this case, they all move towards the end of the game and they get, um, I don't know if you'd agree, but uh, they get more difficult, I guess, as mm. the book goes on, um, both in terms of um, the language of them and, and what they're describing, which is, you know, the, the process of someone dying. Um, so as the game gets more difficult, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, what actually has to happen in the game, uh, the language and the, the content gets uh, gets more difficult too. Um, yeah. But there's just, yeah. Sorry, Adrian. No, I, was, I, was, I do agree, actually. It, it, it does flow quite well. So I, I actually get that. So in a way, you reading that one poem today probably doesn't do the book justice because it, it's a bit of a sort of um, a journey, isn't it? Is that fair? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. But there is one that, that might uh, sit kind of nicely in the middle, um, which is uh, one that I'm just looking at, which is called uh, Vanilla Fortress, which I guess is uh, just towards the end of the, the Vanilla Dome. Yeah. So the, the way that I, I sort of use that that dome is because it's, it's all underground, I guess. And I, I sort of at this part in the, the book, um, there's there's an anesthetic um, and there's there's surgery. So there's the sense of, of going under mm. um, and coming up again. So we're just coming coming up again. Um, but uh, this is... Uh, this is one of the, the fortresses. Um, so I'll read a little bit. I'll, I'll read it. It's not very long. Vanilla Fortress. I'm swimming with the coelacanths rotting in the flooded fortress. The unbeautiful things propel themselves in flat trajectories. So many years we have missed you, little fish, little Lazarus, fossil king of the underbite. Not that you knew you were missing. They will not see me swimming here, the darkest fathoms of the keep, where spikes are falling from the roof, and bone machines roam dismally among spine-topped anemones marauding on the castle floor. To suffer, suffer everywhere, and not a moment stop to think, let the world go on without me. The next life will find me happy and adrift, peddling the swans some bright day. The sun names the boats one by one in the marina. This will have been so long ago by then, and I will have missed you. For so long will I have missed you. Oh, that's, Stephen, that's lovely. <laughs> it's oh, quite, that's, that's quite, a, a, quite a heavy poem, isn't it? It's got a lot of layers to that. You know, I'm not trying to it's, sound like I'm an yeah. expert all of a sudden, but you can kind of see, uh, again, maybe talking about you and the game and so forth is that fair and yeah no absolutely and i think this is what happens often you know i, I the, the the writing starts in the video game trying to make sense of what's happening and then it moves out again into the into the other story so there's this sense that the start of each little poem um is about the video game and it gradually blends into the 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 real world so to speak mm, no good stuff no good on you Stephen. um your book has been nominated, isn't it, for a, for an award? I've got here the twenty nine uh, sorry twenty nineteen Forward Prize Best First Collection. And um, just looking on your your Twitter account, just looking at some of the stuff written about you, but it's it's got a lot of really good praise. You know, but people have obviously reviewed your book already. How does it feel that you know? Is it, it must be quite scary uh, writing the book? And, and but uh, but can you believe this? Well, can you believe the sort of feedback you got so far? How does it feel? No, I can't really believe it, um, but I am extremely grateful for it. I mean, it's a little, um, I don't, it hasn't concerned me so much, but, you know, there, there isn't, um, there are little bits and pieces here of there, here and there um, of, of 
books that uh, books of poems that allude to video games that contain video games. Um, there, you know, there are uh, two anthologies of poems um, published by Sidekick Books, um, which have the incredible names Coin Opera and Coin Opera Two, um, <laughs> which are are little collections of poems by all different people about video games that are that are marvelous. Like they're you know just all these imaginations, but you know I did feel as though I might be going into a little bit of uncertain territory, you know, with, um, I, you know, I wondered what people are going to think about a book of poems that are largely based on a video game. Um, so the fact that it has been uh, so far received so kindly is is incredible. You know, it, it, it really, I wasn't concerned, but it has, it has really given me, I guess, a lot of confidence. It um, has assured me that, you know, my instincts might have been okay. Um, you know, I guess it would be easy to say that these things don't matter, but they really do matter. Mm. You know, they, it really matters. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a lovely thing uh, to be talking to you, of course, but it really matters that there's this kind of interest and that there there are people who are treating the book with such kindness. Um, it, uh, it means a lot to me uh, to have so many people thinking about it. Good stuff. I mean, the time this podcast comes out, the book might have even been re- been released. Can you can you tell us the date when it's coming out and maybe how people can get hold of it and so forth? And absolutely. So it's going to be published on the twenty ninth of August, um, which is which is extremely exciting. Um, I think it should be in in most bookshops. I hope um, it will be in the poetry section, um, but. One of the things that um, I, is, I'm especially happy about is uh, the, the the design on the cover. So it has a little a little coin on it um, yeah. uh, that Mario might have collected. So if uh, if anyone happens to see a book with uh, with a little coin from Mario on it, chances are, unless I'm very unlucky, that uh, that it's my book and not somebody else's. <laughs> um, but hopefully, um, hopefully, it should be in in a good number of bookshops. Um, and you know, I'm I'm excited to to be doing some events in London, um, in Manchester in the next couple of months. Um, so if anybody feels like they want to come and talk about Mario, or indeed uh, bring uh, a copy of Super Mario Kart, um, I would be very happy to engage with them. <laughs> good stuff. I mean, um, what I was going to say, you're you're on Twit- Twitter as well, aren't you, Stephen? Is that a good place to check out what's going Absolutely. on? Um, I will. I do my best to to try and um, keep things going uh, on Twitter. So absolutely, I would love to make some friends. I yeah. would love to hear some thoughts about uh, about Mario um, and Super Mario World. Good stuff. What's your Twitter handle, if you don't mind me asking? Um, it is at s sexton zero two. Um, okay. But uh, you know, I decided a little while ago to change my image to an image of that little Mario coin. So again, <laughs> I should be the one. It should be me if you see that uh, that little Mario. Good stuff. Um, we're we're put your details and so forth in the show notes so if people want to check you out on twitter and, and you know obviously and but yeah I, I really do recommend it i generally mean it it's just worth checking out the it's published by penguin isn't it so it's yeah no definitely i really recommend it to anyone listening it's worth it's, it's a bit different okay i wasn't i wasn't expecting it if that makes sense i'm quite it's quite new to me this kind of stuff but it i really does really resonate with me actually so good good on you Stephen. thanks adrian um Oh, you, you actually mentioned it a bit earlier, actually, but video games um, have... Oh, I, mentioned, I mentioned earlier as well, obviously, they cross paths with so many different medias. But for me, gaming and poetry never seem to uh, cross paths too often. But you, you mentioned a couple of books earlier. So do you, I, I was going to ask you, do you, think, do you know if you, you, you're the first person to ever write a full collection of poetry dedicated to gaming? Maybe for one yeah. game, at least. I wouldn't want to be absolutely certain, because if I'm wrong, then I've done... You know, I've done terrible research. Um, I think you know I haven't encountered anything that is 
dedicated like this to a single video game. Um, I mentioned those anthologies by by Sidekick Books, uh, Coin Opera and Coin Opera Two. Such an incredible title! What a what a what a call! Um, <laughs> there's an American poet I encountered whose name is Hannah Faith Notez, who's written a couple of poems yeah. um, about uh, about video games, um, about Nintendo video games. Um, actually, one's one mentions uh, a Mega Drive, so maybe she is uh, open to both uh, both of the two options. So this oh, now okay. is a Mega Drive, um, which I suppose one must be um, in these difficult times. One must be open to all kinds of uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> all kinds of persuasions and perspectives. Um, but I think so. I think so. From what I can gather, um, and it's it's mostly that thing of of completeness. You know that you can't. Um, me anyway, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't start this kind of game without trying to trying to get the hundred percent. You know, that's uh, that's what it felt like. Oh, good on you. Um, bit of a weird question, but if you would, you, have you ever written any other poems for any other video games apart from Super Mario World? And if not, is there any game that you would like to cover in the future? Or you, you thought to yourself, well, you know, this Super Mario is my number one choice, but it'd be pretty cool to do that game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write one poem about about Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two oh. Turbo, to be precise, um, the, the the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Um, but it was it was mostly about the the first time I ever uh, I ever played it um, on an arcade, which strangely was on the Isle of Man um, a long time ago, and I. It was kind of strange, right? So, I mean, uh, Street Fighter Two uh, features Guile among among other people, a player I never really used myself. I must be honest. Um, and he did, you know, he does that sort of backwards uh, backflip kick thing. What's yeah. Uh, oh, it's not the Sonic Boom. It's the. Oh, you've put me in the spot now, but I know what you're talking about. Everyone, everyone listens. Knows what you're talking about. Is, is it the flash kick? Is that what? No, it's yeah, that's it. That's, I'm pretty sure it's called the flash kick. And I don't know if if, if um, you know this um, to imagine, but um, the sort of I don't want to say coat of arms, but one of the one of the symbols for the Isle of Man, you know, is is those three three feet, the three legs. Oh yeah. Um, the Manx symbol. Um, and it's kind of strange that um. The way that that so it's this poem about trying to uh, about basically noticing that those that that sort of backwards wheeling three feet is a lot like Giles' flash kick, <laughs> um, and it's it's just these small things you know that seem kind of funny to me that um and, you know and it's about this this memory of being on the Isle of Man just kind of a strange place, um that I that I adored but it was just kind of strange to to be there playing playing video games um and just this really happy memory i suppose of uh of, of seeing this this strange comparison um of uh of street fighter and uh, and the place where i was playing it um so yes i think that's the only other one to date um i think that the last thing it's kind of difficult because you you want a game that doesn't have an awful lot of language in it um so i mean one of the more recent things i was playing was uh that utterly incredible game uh earthbound or or yeah. mother, as it's known, is that right? I can't yeah. remember how exactly yeah. it worked. Um, but it, for instance, is so full of language and is so incredible that you know what could language add to that? You know what could it um, what could it do in an interesting way? So I think that's an example of one that maybe wouldn't lend itself so well. Um, and I think just this the time period of of the Super Nintendo, um, or maybe just the way that Super Mario World was made, it seems kind of perfect. Um, it's all colors, it's all images, it's all uh, action, and not an awful lot of uh, text on the screen, um, except uh, except at the end of a, a castle, I guess. 
Good stuff. No, great, great answer. Um, have you got any, what's your future projects involved? You got any other books in the pipelines? Are you going to move away from the video game poetry and go to other areas? What, what, what do you reckon is going to happen? Um, I like the idea of pipelines since we're discussing my, my <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know, I, I haven't yet. Um, I haven't thought of any more video games, but I, I'm certainly not against it. I, I don't know how I would go about the same kind of completeness. Um, I mean, the other kind of games that I have been played been playing lately and it's not I guess there's not so many of them I mean the most recent one has probably been that uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake which uh, yeah. I played like eight times in a row ten times in a row I don't know um, I just thought it was utterly incredible and you know I had this similar feeling of um, of going back to a place that I once was and feeling like I know where everything is, even though it looked a little different. And I, I think that's a, a similar thing to what I was doing with Super Mario World. Mm. But, uh, but it, I find it utterly incredible. Um, but uh, not yet. No plan. Mm. But well, I, I, I deeply appreciate the idea of a 64-syllable a 64 uh, poetic <laughs> line. I think that's incredible. Could you imagine? Um, oh, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, that was an amazing job they did, didn't they, to be fair? Uh, um, uh, yeah. Hey, it, Resident Evil poetry—that could be an idea. <laughs> I think it, um, it could. It, it could happen. I think it could happen. Yeah, good stuff. Look, I, it's it's a real pleasure, Stephen, talking to you today. I've generally enjoyed it. It's been really fascinating. Um, I mean, you, you you still play games today. You still would you call yourself more of a retro gamer, a modern gamer? You still got your old SNES set up, for example. I don't have it set up, but I know exactly where it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess there are other ways to play those kinds of games, but uh, one doesn't really want to boast about it. Is uh, <laughs> yes. um, there are more convenient ways to play those games? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I I guess what do I own anymore? Um, I have I recently was using a, a PlayStation Four, so I had access to that. Um, I don't do I don't play games as much as I used to. Certainly, um, I played Earthbound. I guess was the most recent one that I played um, because I never finished it before, and I thought I should I should get back to that. Uh, so I finished that. Um, I mean, I got hooked on all the all the Metal Gears, so that's uh, that's probably the the one that's um, commanded the greatest amount of my time uh, recently. Um, that's uh, that's I imagine the the most recent ones I've been playing. Um, but I guess I, I'm not as up to date as I used to be. But if if one of the ones from my childhood came out again, such as Resident Evil Two, um, I'll be all over it. Good stuff. Now, great. Um, one final question before we say goodbye, Stephen. If you don't mind, a bit of a crazy question. Sure. Um, if you could share a few drinks of any video game character, who would you choose and why? I think that's a tough question. I've been thinking about it. Um, who would I? Who would I pick? I think it would have to be somebody from one of the from one of the Metal Gear saga, mm. but uh, you know I think whoever it is, whatever happens, I don't come out of it well. Is <laughs> 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 the, the risk? Um, yeah. What do I have in common with these guys? Um, you know, I I can't decide who it could be. You know, Lara Croft would probably have some good stories. Yeah. She's she's seen some stuff, right? Hundred um, percent. She could probably share some stuff. Um, Similarly, you know, there are lots of troublemakers, I guess, throughout uh, all the all the Resident Evils. Um, I don't know. Mario might have a good taste in wine, right? 
Yeah, I think so. And, you know, he'd probably love to read your book, to be fair, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, we can only hope so. <laughs> Look, Stephen, honestly, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, the book you've written is called If All the World and Love Were Young. It's, it's, if I'm being honest, it'll be out right now because when this comes out, it'll be available to buy. Please check it out, listeners. And, and like, like, like you said, Stephen, get, get, get tweeting. It, you know, is that, you're happy people to tweet you, aren't you? Ask questions. I would be delighted. A... I would be delighted to. So we'll add that in the show notes. But, but Stephen, I know you're a busy man, so I'll leave you to it. But thank you so much for your time today. Adrian, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.